Welcome back to the Hammering Way Podcast. This is episode number 30. Um, we are without Joe this week. He's abandoned us for greener pastures. He's on vacation. But uh, we got Ollie back on the podcast. You've probably seen him on Twitter. It's um, at OC02, like underscore, underscore, something like that. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> OC welcome back. OC02 underscore. Yeah. Well, I mean, what a game to make your return on, though. Yeah, I know. I know. I had to I had to come back in. I not nothing this season is making sense to me after that game. That's all I can say. So, We're just like we just won't die. You know? This team just, will not die. It's the funniest club in the world. Like I don't Ariola pulling up nine point five ratings, you know, three what was it, three point fifteen XG or whatever yeah, it was. Like yeah. it's just mental. Like prevent like I don't understand so, it. So I went to to post uh, Ariola's stats like on the yeah. Henry Way account, right? And I was looking at the Sofa score, and it was like three point one seven like XG prevented. I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> I was like, I was like, should I post this? This doesn't seem right. And then he he posted it on his Instagram. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, that. I saw I saw that in the group chat. Yeah, it's it's crazy mental. It, I mean, Ariola, like I think sometimes he's not commanding in his box. No. I think it's the one thing I would say about him. Like there's a few times in corners he flaps at corners, but as a shot stopper, he's ridiculous. Well, that's a thing with him, and I saw somebody say it where it's the kind of thing where it's like, well, if he could do that, he wouldn't be at West Ham type of thing. Yeah, yeah. because for for us to have somebody who can just keep the ball out of the net the way he does is crazy. He's so athletic, like the way the way he moves. Like now, whenever I watch Fabianski, it like gives me the ick. Well, Fab, the thing is, Fabianski when he's played this season, because Fabianski was like. They obviously, I remember 21-22, there was all debate yeah. about like, when Ariola was first joined, he started playing in the Europa League, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, we should play him in the league. But Fabianski was still kind of doing a job for us, but obviously oh, over time, Fabianski's just declined. But when Fabianski's played this season, he's been awful. He played in that United yeah. game, didn't he? He was terrible. He was, um, yeah, no, he, he was terrible against United. There was, I think he played another game in 2024 where he was just atrocious. Um, he came on for the the penalty against Sheffield United, which I don't blame oh, him for. Yeah. But he he oh, was yeah. stuck in mud. Yeah, um, I, which is weird because he actually was kind of doing okay. You remember that that little period where uh, Ariel was out after the Fulham game? Yeah, and he then he started Wolves, against he? Wolves. Yeah, he and then we, yeah. yeah, we got a clean sheet. I was like, oh, maybe maybe uh, maybe Fonzie is the problem. <laughs> From, what, this is the thing I was just thinking about: it. Will he play Fabianski on Thursday? Because I think he can't. I I, I I also think he can't. I think it, I think it would be ridiculous to drop Ariel, but I think he absolutely is going to start Fabianski. And he, yeah. here's my here's my cope. I'll tell you my cope. Yep. Aguirre is going to play on Thursday, right? Right. Yeah. And that whole Ariel Aguirre thing, like Aguirre is like calamitous just generally, mm. but he's always played better with Fabianski. I like because he's been fine in the Europa. The Europa League games this year, like he was really good in Freiburg yeah. last time we went there. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, like he's just not the worst defender in the world for like ninety minutes. I mean, Aguero's a weird one because I think he's like, like when I was last when I was last on it, we were talking about Aguero being like Joe was saying that Aguero like Man City. Yeah, yeah, he, he's a Joe was a maniac, bro. But, but no, like, he was mental. He was playing it? super well. He was playing. Super, super well last year. It was right before, um, probably right before the mistake he made against Newcastle that we would have been talking about. Yeah, that. I remember that. Yeah, no, no, I think it was the, yeah, because he scored against Southampton. It was after yeah. that game. But yeah. I don't, I think Aguirre, though, would be, this is my, it's not really a hot take, but I think he would do just as well as what Zuma's doing with Mavropanos. I don't think, I think Aguirre and Zuma together is the problem. I mean, Aguirre is probably playing worse than Zuma, but I think the problem is Aguirre and Zuma together, not so just as individuals. So my issue with that, right, so I, I completely get it, especially because the way that they like to play, like theoretically, like they both like to, you know, come up and like try to win the ball and like get like, yeah. close to the, yeah. so theoretically one comes up and you have an athlete who can cover the other one, right? Because mm. they're both really good athletes. My issue though is that with Aguirre, like it's just he just gives away goals. Like, like Zuma can play bad, but not directly give give away a goal. I yeah. know it's weird to say yeah. that after he just gave away a penalty. Yeah. But with Aguirre, and this was especially I said this after the Forest game, he was our best player for like half an hour. Mm. Mm. And then one moment and, goal. And, yeah. yeah, one moment and then we're down. And like you can't we can't have that. 
No, I think I think the film with Aguero and Zuma. Zuma's actual good like defender, like he gets his body in the way and mm-hmm. he can win the ball in the air. Aguero's just weak, isn't he? But he's a good. He looks good on the eye. Like he's good bringing uh, the dude. ball out. When That's he's like, when he's like, uh, you know how he like walks with the ball when he's like trying to find that diagonal. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I'm watching Real Madrid, and then like, yeah, that's what I mean. But back. like when yeah. as soon as he's like on the back foot, he can't. At least with Zuma, like I know he can't he can't move his legs very well. But like, oh my goodness. Always, like this is the this is the thing. Like in principle, Aguad should be should fit right in there, left centre back. You bring the mm-hmm. like you said, we can't. I think he's confident shot as well. To be fair, because you don't go from what you, he was doing last season when he played to what he's doing now. Well, that that's my big thing with him, and I was thinking about this. I hope that like him being dropped and like being out of team for a few weeks is kind of just going to give him a chance to like step back. You know, like now we're playing better. Yeah, like yeah. like Paqueta is back. Um, you know, and then obviously Ariel is a better goalkeeper than Fabianski. I think that's been clear for a long time now. But I do think, like, you know, maybe he'll find some comfort on Thursday playing with Fab just because, like, the mm-hmm. communication, the talking, like, maybe it'll put him more at ease. And, you know, if he has a good game in Germany, then maybe he can be a viable option. I think it's a little scary being like, let's throw him back in in, like, a big league. Yeah, I don't I don't think he'll play. I don't think as long as – I mean, he probably will because Zuma's always injured. But I think he he won't get back in this season. I think he's going to leave any – I think he probably would have left anyway – I think he probably would have left anyway if we could have got a replacement. They were talking about Saudi League. I think he's one of the players that was... I think X has said this before. I think he's one of the players that was unhappy with the style last season. Yeah. Same with like Ben Rama and stuff. So it won't, it wouldn't surprise me if he goes. And to be honest, I'm not... The way he's played this season, I'm not really bothered. I mean, last season I would have been annoyed, but he just looks completely shot. You know, he looks nothing like the player he was, so... Well, I also think in the summer it just would have been difficult to find a replacement as fast because those rumors started coming around in like August and yeah, you know the, it, it was the... like we we had to keep him and he you know he's he was starting to find his feet before he went to Afcon which kind of makes it even more of a shame that he's come back and it's mm. worse than it's ever been. Um, but yeah, with him it's kind of the same thing as with like Skamaka, where like look, he's obviously a very talented player. And there are things that he's very good at. There's a reason we bought him. It's not like flawed yeah, scouting. Yeah. But he, he also has flaws. Um, and if he's playing this bad and, you know, then there's the whole thing where, you know, he faked being sick before AFCON so he wouldn't get hurt. Oh, and all right those that, rumors. Yeah. yeah. If we can recoup the fee that we paid for him, I'd be happy to let him go. I don't know. I don't know who's going to pay that, though. Do you? How much you pay In for Saudi him? Saudi Arabia. Mil? Oh, we paid like I don't 30 know. mil. Yeah. Yeah, someone, someone like, will take him. Yeah, I mean, if we can get like twenty five million pounds, rising to thirty, take it. Yeah, take it. I don't know. Yeah, I think but AC Milan are also interested. Yeah, I was gonna say there'll be someone in Italy or or France yeah. to take him back. The other thing I was thinking is Mavropanos. Like, I wasn't really sure on him, but after mm-hmm. I think after that United game, he kind of sold me. I was thinking he made that mistake in the FA Cup, but that United game, it was an absolute machine. The one we won two nil. For Christmas, and then this is the thing I don't get with Moyes as well. It's like that uh, after the Arsenal game, we played the same back four that just lost six nil the week before. And the fact is, we have a guy on the bench who has, like, I mean, made one mistake in FA Cup games. Like Zuma and Aguero made like you know way more mistakes than that this season. Like, I don't, I don't get it. How can you not change a back a back four after losing six nil? I think that's yeah. what shot Aguero's confidence because he made another mistake. Now Two he's dropped more him. mistakes. He should yeah. Well, that's what I mean. He should have dropped him after the Arsenal game. But he, I, I Moyes know. was really set in his ways trying to get that back four to work and he was kind of finding it in early December. Well, after the Fulham game, I should say. Um, yeah. But I don't know. To me, like I was happy with how Mavropanos was managed up until that. Like He should have started the Forest game. Before that, it was like a little harsh on him that he didn't get some yeah. starts, but like I understood it. Like He wanted... You know, Garrett and Zuma was his ideal pairing because, like, the left foot. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and Mavropanos, I think, also clearly needed time to settle in to the English game. Because, you yeah. know, he – because you say the FA Cup mistake. He also was horrendous against Liverpool in the Carabao Cup. Oh, yeah. Good really point. terrible. Again, this is the problem is he's getting – if he's playing with a makeshift back four, he had a bonner. Ben, yeah. ben jumps almost decent in that game, but, like, you know, I mean, he also made a mistake against Brentford. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I think yeah, Mavropanos yeah. has earned his place and he should stay in the team. But, you know, 
Hmm. Um, somebody else. So I actually, I want to talk about the game for a second before, because yeah. there's a lot to talk about with the squad right now. But mm-hmm. like kind of started off in the first half. I thought we did okay. Like I, I don't know what you thought, but first like 30 minutes, I thought that we were, we were well in the game. We were playing well. And then yeah. it was like the last 10 minutes of the first half, it got shaky and it's such a cheap penalty to give away. I don't, I don't know whether I think it's, I don't know. It was a soft penalty. I would agree though. The game was quite even. It was kind of just a, you know, we were kind of sitting back, you know, what we do kind of soaking up the pressure, just letting them have the yeah. ball. But like you said that, I mean, it was great. It was a shocking penalty. It was good to save Mariota, but it was a yeah, soft ten. And after that, I was, I was like, Zuma, just get out of the club, mate. Then he ends up scoring. <laughs> but like, it's, no, just, yeah, I, it's just frustrating. But I don't, I was I don't really blame Zuma. Sorry, not, not to cut you I, off, but I was... <laughs> no, sorry, no, you got it, I don't yeah. blame Zuma. I don't blame Zuma. Like, I think it was soft. It, it's, it it's, really is. It's tough, for sure. Um, my thing with it, look, I, I think it has to be given. Just because, yeah. like... Not that he puts his arm at the ball, but like he, it's tough because like he tries to block it with his knee, right? Mm. Um, and when he moves his knee out, his arm kind of naturally goes out too, and it hits him on the arm. Yeah. But the thing about it is like the other thing I'll say is I thought that that was going to be a great pass, and that um, I don't know who Beto was trying to find with that, but it oh, looked like right. somebody was yeah. going to be in. Yeah. So like if that happened against us, like I'm screaming bloody murder if we don't get a penalty yeah. for that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, after the penalty, I thought that, you know, I was like, we'll go in at halftime, like, mm. we'll come out, and like, now we'll really take the game to them. It, it was kind of tough how we started thing. the second half. Yeah. It didn't, this is why the game was so weird, because there wasn't one point in that game, like, and when they when they made it 1-0, and then McNeil had that chance, when Ariola made that ridiculous save in the box, yeah. like in the six-yard box, like, after that, I was like, we're just going to, you know, be 2-3. We didn't look like any point in that game until we scored from that corner mm-hmm. that we were really going to go on and win or get a point. And then the goal kind of came out of nothing, really. It was a, I think we kept the ball for a bit. Kudas had a shot. Um, and it was a good it was yeah. good header, to be fair, right in the corner. But even then, he brought, he brought Phillips on. I don't know about Phillips. What do you think? I'm still... I mean, I think Jerry's still out. Yeah. So, talking about... The one thing I do want to say is after they scored, I think Moyes did bring Paqueta... Like into that striker role. Oh, he put him which up, I think, up front yeah. for the last thirty minutes, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, which I think helped us keep the ball and then got us the mm. corner. But yeah, with with Phils, look, I thought it was the right sub. Yeah, I didn't think Ward Prowse was playing well. He no. gave us the corner assist. Start. It's, it's time. <laughs> like, but like, I, I I I didn't think he was having a great game. And you know, like obviously, obviously he's a huge fan of Calvin Phillips. Look, I saw somebody say he runs around like a referee. Um, I don't like I, I don't I don't know what he's doing out there because he's always he's always moving right and it yeah. always, it's like it's almost like he doesn't know where to be you know what he does right I think he does what you know what Suchek used to do a lot like when we were moving about Suchek he would not Suchek would deliberately be marked so he doesn't have to get the ball I feel like <laughs> Philip sometimes does that like yeah do you know what I mean he's because he made that mistake in like the first game it wasn't his fault but they scored, yeah, yeah, yeah. in his first game Bournemouth scored that goal from that back pass and I think since obviously and then he's got a red he's made another mistake against Man United like I think just everything's kind of against him so he doesn't really want the ball but what my problem was he came on he came on like 70th minute didn't he like, yeah. I know Onana and like Garner and stuff you know they're good players but they were just breezing past him like but yeah, it's like he's not even like he's, yeah but he's just come on like he shouldn't be that's my problem I think he's just not he's not fit I don't think we should have signed him personally. If he's not fit, we shouldn't have taken the chance on him mid-season. Look, I mean, you, you can't know that much about a player's fitness, and obviously City aren't going to mm. be totally honest about it. Yeah. Um, look, I totally, like, I back their decision to sign him. I think you have to take that chance. Mm. But it, it's it's been terrible so far. And I like, and it's like you say, it's like, because is it an effort thing? Because he's, when he's moving around, he looks like he's kind of moving well, but he's just not... Mm. He's like, it's like, he's always like two seconds late to where he needs yeah, to be, which yeah. is what's driving me crazy with him. And the other thing, <laughs> and I tweeted this and it's like, I'm not trying to be mean, but he just like kind of doesn't feel like one of us. Yeah. You know, like know this whole mean. squad is so together and then he's just kind of, yeah. it's I like think, Ings. I think- Ings, Ings gives me the same vibe. <laughs> oh, like, God, Ings, Ings comes on, I'm like, you are not one of us. <laughs> You're not a West Ham player. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I think that's my main, that's a one probably criticism I would have is 
just our lack of lack of sub like good sub options. Yeah. That's why I was that's why I just wouldn't have let I know like everyone moaned about Ben Rama and he was having a poor season, but like he was probably he was probably he's you know, you'd rather him than Maxwell Cornet, Ings. Like he's he's more likely to get you a goal or an assist than those guys. But I know you wanted to leave, but I just think we had to sign someone, didn't we? I think well, that, that that's my us. issue. Is that like with Ben Rama, right? Look, I totally get selling them both because I think that to get twenty five million theoretically for for an Alice and Ben Rama yeah, is like a pretty Rama. good business. Yeah. Um, but look, apparently they didn't want to panic buy anybody. They were trying to loan people. They didn't want to pay for SAR. My thing is like, dude, you have to panic buy somebody. Like it's it's time to it's panic. January, yeah. Like 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 yeah. sometimes like like look, panic buying is not a good habit to make, but sometimes you have to panic. Like is would be signing Ismail Asar for like fifteen million and putting him on like eighty k a week. Like would that really destroy us that much financially? Like get get serious. We just made thirty million, thirty five million in the January window once the career yeah. and uh, Ben Rama deals go through. Yeah. Also, that's my thing is if we did sign Sar for fifteen million, he's probably the type of player you can make your money back on because someone exactly. in the, someone in the league like a Brentford or someone would snap him up for ten million. Yeah. Come twenty six. It's, but this is the, this is also another thing is they knew Fornells wanted to go back to Spain. We've known for ages. Everyone knows about Ben Ram wanted to leave. I don't mm. get how they don't you know go to January and go. We have a list of ten targets. These are viable. Get them. I think Moyes just he just does like he just likes a challenge. Well, it's not. He just likes a small it, squad. Well, my, my, yeah, but I, I think my thing is that it's also not on Moyes. Like to- totally. I no, say. I don't blame Moyes. It's no. partially. It's like, you know, I think everybody in that room has to take some blame. Look, mm. you come up with two targets, right? You have Osman and you have Jota. You know that the Jota deal is going to be difficult because of the Saudi thing, right? Yeah. So you go for Osman. Now he's got this whole agent issue going on. What, what bothers me is that Brighton signed him. Yeah, like, Brighton, Brighton have agreed that, to that. That bothers me. Um, but look, David Sullivan should not look. He hired Stuyten, Noble. Moyes, and he put them in a transfer committee to make these decisions. Mm-hmm. He should not let somebody from the outside, no matter how much he trusts them, he should not let them tell him something, and he shouldn't go sour on a deal that's like being discussed. Yeah. That's that's not okay yeah, to yeah. me. And I, I think it's still the most of the blame should go on Stuyten just because like it's his job to sign players, to players, yeah. But uh, I think Sullivan's just got to keep his nose out of it. the The further away he is from it, the better. Well, that's what I mean. He normally has his um, favorite agents. As well, that he ends up offering yeah. a deal up in the last minute. He, I mean, I don't think he's that much involved fully anymore. Really, is in terms he's of- not. He he's gotten better with it, but I think that this was one of those instances where it's like, hey, old man, like back the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> like- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably should bring us on to Stiden's signings if you're going to call them that. Alvarez, oh, dude. Um, Mental, you go first because you, you no. Yeah. I, I mean, he. I think he's like what Rice was in twenty in twenty twenty one season. Like, mm-hmm. and we all like that's when Rice first kind of had his first big break of a season, and like everyone started recognizing like this guy's a real deal. In terms of like Alvarez is so underrated because obviously what happened with Rice is as he got older and he got you know he realized he could go forward more and drive forward more. He started playing higher up, mm-hmm. um, and so we didn't sign did, anybody to. No, and Help this would mean and all the defensive work in, in football in general goes kind of unnoticed. And I think what Alvarez is doing is kind of what Rice was doing back then in that season. And he's just, yeah, he's, just cra- he's crazy good um, how, how many interceptions, how many times he... You know, and he's still... The fact is that run was in the 96th minute. He ran the length of the pitch yeah. just to get in the... But when was still like, we're 2-1 up. He doesn't have to necessarily make that yeah. make that run. And you, and you know, somebody... Um... Not somebody. He he said he was like I I I feel like a strain in my hamstring, but I I, I didn't care. I ran through it. Yeah, something like yeah. that, which is awesome. And I think you remember when we signed him. Ajax fans, especially, were like, "Oh, he's so bad on the ball. Like he sucks yeah. on the ball." No, he doesn't. No, I don't Look, think. No, I he's don't think not. So. He's not pretty with it. Sometimes he's not like a world beater with the ball. But he's a central midfielder where if you give him too much space, he's going to find the pass. It's going to break lines or he's going to do something. Yeah. He's even shown – I think he's getting so much more comfortable. Um, I think I said to you when we were texting, like it's gone under the radar. 
I think during this horrible run of form that we've had, he's kind of adding more to his game and like getting more comfortable being here. He had four dribbles against Everton. Like the way he was carrying the ball was amazing. Um, which to be honest, I had no idea was a part of his game. And then he created that chance for Kudus. I don't know if you remember the save Pickford had. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 And he played that ball. He played the ball against Freiburg for Kudus at home. Like he can pass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that one-on-one Kudus had. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and like you said, he's he's coming a leader in the team now. I think. Mm -hmm. And that that was that was the one thing I was a bit. I still am a bit like cautious about. I don't. I don't think Zuma should be captain. I think people like Alvarez. Bowen probably more kind of suited to that in terms of leaders. And I think Alvarez might be, you know, because Zuma's not going to, you know, people like Bowen and Alvarez will outlast Zuma at this club. So I think they're definitely in contention maybe for next captaincy. Well, I think think it was a weird thing for Moyes this summer because it was a lot like, like Bowen was kind of like not, for example, I think Bowen's shown a lot of growth in that sense this year where he's taken on a bit responsibility and role like that and I think Moyes you know obviously was trying to sign players like Maguire I mean he promised Maguire the captaincy um obviously Ward Prowse and you know Alvarez is like a leader for Mexico he I don't think he's Mm -hmm. Mexico's captain but I think he has captain Mexico Mm -hmm. and players like that so I think it was just kind of a weird thing where it was like well Ward Prowse just got here you know Bowen hasn't really shown that yet um we just have to give it to somebody who we deem as very reliable and is going to always be in the team. And I think managers, you know, they like to have defenders or midfielders do it. Yeah. Um, Cause if you think about it, Zuma hasn't been this bad until after Christmas. No, It, did, it no, didn't start. It didn't start until after the man United game. And he was our best player that day. I think just as like, as it's gone on with Zuma, he's just looked more leg, like more leggy intensive. It's falling like, apart. Yeah. He just can't move. He can't, he can't get across quick enough like he used to. Because I remember, remember when he first signed that partnership with Bonner. Like Zuma was no, no one looked at him and thought this guy's no had two serious, like proper serious injuries that have completely messed him up. But I think as it, he got that one, he got that one in his first season, and then he had all he that scan, again, scandal, yeah. and you know he's kind of all just fall, like you said, falling apart. So, I mean, I. I was surprised Suchek didn't get captaincy actually as well. To be honest, I, I, I was horrified of that. To be honest, look, I like Thomas Suchek. Don't <laughs> nah. I, I just I I can't do that. To be completely honest with you, I don't know why. I just can't do it because you know it's like we're gonna like, talk, yeah. talk about that goal though. We're gonna talk I, about Thomas Suchek. Like where anything you know about Thomas Suchek or you thought about Thomas Suchek, chuck it in a bin. Yeah, th- he's done the window. that. Oh, he's done that. <laughs> I didn't even know that he knew he was allowed to do that. <laughs> let alone know that he could do it. The guy could barely make a five-yard pass sometimes, but he's outside the foot in it into the top corner. That's what I'm saying. Has he ever hit the in ball the... at the outside of his foot before? Oh, no, I don't think I've ever seen him do that. <laughs> like, it's mental, is it? Bro, and to take it down on the chest, like the composure is just ridiculous. In the last minute of the game... Like it's crazy. I think that is the main good thing about Alvarez, though joining, is I know everyone moans about Suchek, how he can't keep the ball, etc. But mm-hmm. his game was always getting in the box, scoring goals, playing further forward. We don't want, we don't necessarily want him on the ball. We don't want him dictating though our play. And the problem is yeah. when Rice was obviously going further forward, Suchek would be that guy that would find himself with the ball in our in our half, you know, looking for. And we don't want that. So now we've kind of got Alvarez, who just knows he's going to sit there. Suchek is now getting back in the box, and we're not having him on the ball as much. What, what I think is so interesting about Suchek is, so, look, obviously, I don't even know where to start with this. So I'm going to start with the system, right? This 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. The reason that we do it with those three midfielders is because they all have a ton of really good qualities, but mm. none of them are really where they need to be athletically like as a Premier yeah. League midfielder and just a two-man pivot. So yeah. obviously we play the three and it kind of covers like their deficiencies and, you know, puts what they're good at to the top. Um, so when you look at it, obviously every summer this team's going to want to get better. And also we signed Phillips in January. I'm sure that a more athletic midfielder to challenge Suchek is going to be something that they look for, right? Yeah. But what makes Suchek so difficult is these goals that he brings – 
mm-hmm. because you know obviously everybody knows goals are important but if you want to challenge at the part of the league that we are challenging at we want to stay challenging at we don't we don't have you know a Mo Salah or Erling Holland or somebody who's going to give us you know 25 30 goals in all comps. I mean yeah. Bowen Bowen might do it but like we can't rely on that year in year out so we need different guys to chip in with you know six goals eight goals nine goals and that goal threat just makes him so valuable on top of everything else that he does because you know all the duels he wins for us are huge um and I think especially these last two games I think his passing I don't want to call it underrated because it's atrocious a lot of fun <laughs> but look when he's playing well and he's making quick decisions with the ball and just kind of getting it out of his feet to somebody who knows yeah not like taking the too long, um yeah. The second goal against Brentford is a perfect example. Ball comes to him, he one touch into Bowen's feet forwards yeah. just through yeah. space. Whereas his biggest issue comes when he's just you know walking around on the ball, dilly, trying to figure out dilly what dally on the ball. Yeah, because the same thing happened um, the year he scored ten goals. It obviously the goals were the big part of it, but I specifically remember the Leeds away game that we won. Obviously, oh, every yeah. game was about the Ben Rama. He was so good on the ball that day. Yeah, it's like he he can hold his own. If you know, I think, he's not Declan Rice. I think, I think you're right though. Like when he, he's better when he's not thinking about what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Like you said, when he gets it one touch at his feet, rather than you know when he's like got the ball and he's looking for options, and that's when he ends up getting caught out. And we're like, oh, Suchek, he can't do this, yeah. he can't do that. But like you said, when he's just kind of moving at, with the play, then he's fine. But like you said, the three midfielders they all complement each other well because they all got different yeah. different attributes, and I think that's so good about our forward line as well. Is, is I don't think it's spoken about much in the mainstream media, but in terms mm-hmm. of like the fact we have three guys up front that technically can play anywhere across the front, and most yeah. all three of them could probably start for most teams in the top. Though like, they wouldn't look out of place absolutely. in the top six. Yeah, I'm not saying like Bowen would start with Saka, but if you put Bowen in Arsenal, I don't think you're seeing a much bigger of a drop off in terms of what people might be expecting. And the I fact mean, they forget Arsenal. up front as well. Yeah. And just like forget Arsenal, like Liverpool love Bowen. He he walks into that United team. Yeah, like it's crazy. And then he's the one who you look at, and you don't know where he fits at the top six clubs even more. I mean, Paqueta walks into all those midfields, as far as I'm mm. concerned. Um, and I think they could all use Kudus. Arsenal wanted Kudus. Chelsea wanted Kudus. I mean, I'm I'm quite worried because, I mean, I think I think Paqueta is kind of like another Rice situation. We know. I think going, if, yeah. we know he's probably going to go to Man City, but Kudus is that one where it's like we can't afford to lose two big players in the same yeah. summer. And I think like I could see someone like Chelsea dropping big money on him. He's not going I, there. Uh, yes, I mean it's not it's not viable it's not viable for him, but you never know. I'm not not worried about no damn Chelsea. <laughs> but <laughs> I, 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 I would. Bakari is an issue though because he is the he is the glue. I think he's I think he'll be a bigger miss than Rice would be. Rice was. Yeah, I mean we talked about this last week. I think. Similarly to when Rice left, how we kind of evolved and we had to recreate his impact through you know different yeah. players. I, I think it's it's the same thing with Paqueta. Like obviously it's going to be difficult, mm. but I think that we just have to you know evolve and change the way that we create chances. You know, like yeah. you got to bring in, and you know it's it's harsh on Ward Prowse and Suchek to even say this, and it's not to say that they should be dropped forever. Like this is competition, mm. this is a squad. I think that you know you bring in like an athletic midfielder. Who can like partner Alvarez and can you know compete for that place with Suchek and Warprouse? And this is yeah. ideally if we get your European football again. And then after that, you need a you need a striker who will run the channels and can you know play because we need. If you remember twenty one twenty two, who created most of our chances? It was really Antonio was our yeah. best creative outlet. And so, Antonio was that that guy just up there. You know? And that's the yeah. thing is Moy's Moy's system suited Antonio down to the ground. And that's why we couldn't sign anyone. That was more his excuse for not signing anyone because, you know, there's not many players played the way mm-hmm. Antonio plays that were available on the market. But yeah, I, I think that, you know, when Pakita goes, you just have to look for a striker. Now who can emulate that? I mean, Slanky, obviously, there's reports that we're obsessed that we really like him. Um, he's probably going to cost upwards of 65, 70 million. Yeah. Uh, which would put us off. But, you know, 
it's up to Stuyten and Moyes to find a player who can play that role and who can mm-hmm. bring some chance creation to the team. And I think that you put Bowen back out on the right. And if you can have a midfield pivot that's viable, then that allows you to bring Kudus into the 10. Where I think he, he does... I would say he, he creates better from that role when we've seen him in it. I think part of yeah. that is also that like when it's him and Bowen as the striker and the right wing, their sole job is to be far forward and to like score the goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that, and then obviously you have to sign a left winger. Well, this is the thing. Kudus can't, he can't play on the left. And I don't know why Moyes, I think it was Man United away. Moyes put him on the left. It just naturally didn't make sense. And that's why we should have signed it. We should have signed a natural left winger in January. Yeah. But the thing yeah. I was going to say about Biketa, the big loss if we lose him won't just be Biketa, but for the fact his link up with Emerson. Because yeah. since, that, since the Conference League final, I think Bowen and Emerson are the two players that have taken that game and just ran with it. I mean, Emerson mm-hmm. before... I remember even before the game, we were like, like no one thought Emerson was going to restart that game, did they? Yeah. No, p- people were furious, dude. People were like, <laughs> like, like we were in a meltdown on Twitter. I mean, like I was kind of like, it, it's fine. Like I don't really like Cresswell anyways, but, like, <laughs> but I was like, that's a super, super weird decision. Yeah. Cause um, he, he barely, I mean, he'd been in and out of the team, but he wasn't like, he hadn't impressed. That's what I mean. He, last season, I was thinking like, it's not, you know, Chelsea was scammed us about one of their fringe players. And then this season he's just been, his link up with is just is mental. It's mental how good he looks with him. I mean, it's hilarious because you know went through really all of last season, besides the Chelsea at home game and the Fiorentina game, being like, "Oh well, you know, we just signed Piquetta's friend so he could be happy." Yeah, here. <laughs> and then and then now like there are two most important players. I mean, the stat that we tweeted the other day. I mean, we must be up to like a 76, 77 win rate when those two play. That like over. A twenty-game sample size—that's insane. That's unheard of. We've won in all competitions now, thirteen of twenty games. No, 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 no. That's not right. Fifteen of twenty-two games, I think, when Emerson and Piquet to play. Yeah, I mean, the is that's just meant. I meant. I mean, the thing with Emerson, though, right? It's not just the fact he's linked up with Piquet, but like one-on-one defending. I can't think of many wingers that have actually like, you know, beaten him, beaten him up this season in a sense. He's just like the exact like type of athlete that you would want to build. Yeah, like, you're building a fullback, and like you're like, well, what kind of athlete should I make them? It's probably Emerson with like more pace, but yeah, like the size. I mean, he's already fast. It's not to say he's not fast, but like mm. the ideal fullback is like Frimpong at Leverkusen. Leverkusen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, with Emerson, like the the size, like he's stronger than most wingers. He can keep up with wingers. He's not afraid to dive in. He's not afraid to win the ball. And then Piquetta helps so much, like coming back and doubling up on people. I think, yeah, I think Emerson as well. He's probably the first time in his career where he's actually kind of been settled at a club. If you think about it, like yeah. he's been yo-yoing between. He was at Chelsea. I'm pretty sure he's gone on loan. Loans. Yeah, loan. like. Yeah, he was on. He was on loan at Leon. Like he's actually at a club where he's settled and appreciated. I mean, it's interesting because I think, you know, just off the top of my head, the, the two best seasons of his career, and, you know, he was great in the Champions League run for Chelsea, but yeah, full seasons, yeah. the two best seasons of his career are that year at Lyon where yep. he started basically every game, and then this season I think is by far the best season of his career. And it's just interesting because, you know, to get to Chelsea, you obviously have to be a top player, or had to be a top player. Um so he gets there, but then he doesn't really play and nobody really knows what he is. And he kind of gets this rep for being lazy and not really caring. And then he kind of comes here. He's in and out of the team. It's like, he plays, does he really care? He plays against Chelsea. You're like, well, he just doesn't like Chelsea. <laughs> and then he's like a bit, it, it's cause it's interesting. He's always had this rep as like a big game player. Who's like, not totally there for just every week. But I, I can't remember one game this year. He's yeah. that performance. Yeah, that's true though. If you think about it, because like he played in the Euros final, he turned up it's in the Conference yeah. League final, Europa League final. He played, like you said, a big game, Champions player. League semi final. But he's this has been so consistent this season. He, this is my problem with Hammer. This probably gets us onto Hammer of the Year. Yeah, this is my yeah. thing with the Hammer of the Year. Like Emerson, 
Keta, Ariola, Bowen. I mean, I think Kudas probably hasn't played because he didn't start the season. Enough. Yeah. I don't think he, I mean, he has been ridiculous, but he's probably his last. But I mean, Ariola, Emerson, Bekele, Bowen, and then Alvarez as well. Like, it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's I've, a nightmare to vote for it. Yeah. Because uh, I, I can't remember a season where I've been a fan where I've just kind of shrugged and been like, I have no idea. I'm supposed to vote. Well, I mean, it's, it's, always, it's always been, I mean, it's always been Declan Rice. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's always been Declan Rice. Even like, like, you know, not to, because I, I don't like, I don't want to like discredit Suchek because he's been an amazing signing for us, but I, I think him winning Hammer of the Year over Rice that year was nonsense. Oh, yeah. Because he yeah. scored. Yeah. It was just because he scored and he liked potato salad and everybody was like, ah, oh, <laughs> it's Thomas Suchek. I think um, if you look at the most consistent performance, if you go, so I mean, Hammer of the Year is obviously not going to be, like let's say Bone, for example, if he scored twenty goals but he's had five bad games, and he's obviously still going to win Hammer of the Year. But I think Emerson yeah. has generally not had a game this season. I thought no, like this guy is like cost us, or he's not he's not been good enough. But no one's ever gone gone when we lost a game this season. Gone, Emerson was the reason we lost that game in our back four. Like not so once. when we drew against Bournemouth, he was being mad lazy getting back. I I remember that when we drew Bournemouth um in August. He was mad really far first, forward. That's mean the first game of the season. Yeah. Moyes must have smacked him around. Before <laughs> the game. Um, no, but like he, he wasn't even bad that day, though. He was just bothering me a little bit. Um, but let me ask you a question. Yeah. Besi- besides Declan Rice, right? Yeah. Besides Declan Rice, taking him out of the equation, who is the last player who is this consistent for West Ham? As consistent as Emerson's been this year. Oh. It's weekend, yeah. week out. You know what you're getting. It's probably gonna. It's probably gonna be well, like Pyatt was that time. I guess I don't yeah, know. Pyatt. Like I mean, Pyatt was always. He was always just creating at least the chances he would create was meant. To, I mean, Kiate Kiate had a time where he was pretty consistent for us. His first season, he, right? Yeah, that yeah. like around the same time, Pyatt Lanzini was quite consistent uh, that season with Pyatt, but. I don't know. He's probably yes. I mean, it's probably got to be like that. Not, I can't think of. Can't think no. of because it's just like, like even when Paquetta been... was out, like you just know what you're gonna get. Yeah, and I think I think Paquetta being out harmed us in the sense of Emerson wasn't as good in our build up because that is so much of our build up that left hand side. And it's it's really the link. The, whole the link. Way that the we fact we're playing a pitch. right. We're playing. That's what I mean. We're playing a right back and left wing. <laughs> like there wasn't yeah. going to be the same same yeah. consistency. With Ben Johnson as Paquette, I mean, yeah, that is also another crazy thing. Oh like, my goodness! It just, it's just mental the fact we didn't sign a left wing and we ended up playing Ben Johnson there for three games. Like, there's no other club like it, honestly. Ben, ben Johnson, Paquette, the role at Old Trafford. It's the, it's, and we actually played well. He actually played well. He played well. He did play well. What's so funny to me is like we just didn't sign a left winger. We didn't win a game for two months. And we're two points off six in March. <laughs> yeah, and also... Like, it's crazy. Baquette has uh, come back, and he's not necessarily, like, played that great in those two games. He's played... Yeah, I mean... I don't, I don't know what you think, but I've not really noticed him, like, loads in terms of... We saw seven goals, and he's not been involved in... He's, he's only been involved in, like, one. Well, I, th- I think a big thing with him is he just brings so much balance to our team. Like, not only can Kudus go out on the right and stuff, but... Bone and Kudus are both very direct players. Piquet just, if you want to, like, obviously he's not a winger. He's just a makeshift winger. He's playing this, like, hybrid role. But if you want to call him a winger, he's probably the least direct winger in the world. <laughs> right? Yeah, definitely. So it kind of gives us that lopsided look where he's just trying to pick all those passes to them. And, you know, obviously it helps us get the ball off the pitch at Emerson. I, th- I thought he was pretty good against Brentford. I didn't think he was as involved as he usually gets. He's probably our worst player against Everton. Yeah, I was going like he, he remember him kinda got having too many elbowed. touches. He, he wasn't yeah, in the game. He wasn't in the game on. much. Yeah, he wasn't in the game much. I mean, I, I don't think anybody said this because, you know, everybody loves him. And, I mean, I, I don't even want to say it. But just, like, for the record, I, I think the goal was his fault. The Everton goal. Yeah, because he, he picks yeah. up the ball, right? And I mean, it's like I, I don't, I don't blame him because this is what his role is in the team. He has to mm. take risks with the ball. Yeah. Um, but if like, because look, I think P- 
people get crazy. Everybody wants to blame somebody for a goal. I think so every once in a while, it's just like, ah, like, fuck. Um, but look, he picks up the ball. He tries to, and like, we were kind of, what's the word? We, we were soaking up pressure, soaking up pressure. And we got our foot on the ball and it's okay. Like, like, let's keep it for a second. Like, let's like catch our breath. And he tries to play Bowen through, gets intercepted, kind of gets played back. He, dro- he jogs back. And I mean, I can't blame him. I wouldn't think James Garner could put that ball in either. Yeah, that was a that was yeah. a ridiculous cross. To be fair, I think. Yeah, I think the thing with Baquetta as well, though he he just brings confidence in other players. Yeah, like you said, like yeah, when, he's take, when he's doing a big one. Yeah, when he's doing flicks past three or four players, like people like Suchek, Ward Prowse, who aren't necessarily like Suchek's not the most comfortable on the ball. They start getting confidence, and that's obviously when yeah. the whole whole team uplifted because he, he's also when he plays up front, he's also like. He's stronger than people realise. He's also that out ball like Antonio is sometimes. Like we look in the second half, we were looking for him with that long ball. So I, I think this is my theory, based on how we started off against uh, Bristol City at home. I think that the whole plan for Kudus being gone for Afcon, I think he was going to move Paquette to the striker and bring Bowen back out to the right. Yeah. And think about yeah. think about how good we were those first ten minutes against Bristol. I mean, I know it's the Championship side, but like. Imagine we got two months of that, or I guess they went out in the group, but like a month of just like, I, I think, I mean, we won, we won the United game because he moved mm. the front. Well, he moved, yeah, and he set the yeah. first goal up, and then the, well, he set the yeah. second one up, but the first one was mainly because he was through the middle. Well, no, I, he set up both goals, did he not? Yeah, no, he but I mean, I mean, the first one was, the first one was, the reason he set the first goal up was mainly because he was in that position. Yeah, yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I mean... But then if Paquette, if Paquette did play century, who would have played in the left? That's my only thing. He played Antonio yeah. on the left against Forrest. I mean, Antonio is not... He needs and he to came on against Brentford. Again. Brentford in the left wing. Antonio is not... I know on Twitter everyone goes, oh, you know, he's not a striker. He is not a winger. I'm sorry. He's not a winger then if he's not a striker. If he's not a striker, what is he? He's, he's not a winger anymore. If he's not a striker, he's not a footballer. That's what I mean. He, he was a winger seven years ago. Like... <laughs> I mean, he was a winger I mean, like six hamstring injuries ago. Dude. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. Let's like, get over not, it. Like, I think I think he'll probably leave in the summer, Antonio. But I still like. I think he's he's a good sub. I, I, don't, I don't think he will. Do you not think? I'm not sure. I, I think, think he'll because I, I, I think I think he'll see his contract out because I think his contract will end after next year. season. Yeah, he must yeah. have a year. I think he'll just think see the contract out. He still does a job. I think he'll start. That'll bring me on actually to Thursday. Who who'd your lineup be for Thursday? So that, that that's what's super interesting about it is, like I I would love to give Antonio minutes, especially because these European teams they have no idea what to do with him. Yeah, um, that's true. But to be honest, I'd probably go, probably bring a Garrett and Verzuma, just because you have to. Probably keep the same lineup apart from that. And then apart from that, probably keep it unchanged. And then, and then after that, I think maybe like you start. Antonio instead of one of Bowen or Kudus against Burnley, Burnley and then you yeah, bring definitely. Phillips and you bring Phillips in for Burnley too. I mean, because if, if he, if Calvin Phillips cannot get it going against Burnley at home, he just shouldn't play again. No, he's probably done. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think we're going to sign him. We, we probably won't sign him anyway, but yeah. I was, I was thinking earlier today, I was like, price is dropping. <laughs> price of the brick is going down. You know what's quite funny about Calvin Phillips though is the fact him playing for us has made him not being less and less likely to play for play for England. If he didn't, yeah. do, if he didn't join us, he probably if he just been, sat on City's bench. He probably would have been starting at the Euros, but now everyone's seen the seen the you know the way he's play, been playing. I mean, I don't. Play, I think that he has been stitched up with a couple of those goals. Like, I mean, that's, yeah, that yeah, the, one from Zuma was just yeah. it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'll probably bring. I'll probably play Ben Johnson first day as well. To be honest, I mean, Kufa so? was that. I mean, Kufa was that guy, but I think he needs a rest. Like, I think that's a problem. I think that's probably. I think is, we burn up. We do burn our like fullbacks out and players like Suchek. That's why Suchek was poor because he just never gave him a rest, did he? he burnt out, yeah. He, well, he that, played Thursday, Sunday, every game. This is my thing, though. And look, the Burnley game is a huge game because if, if we win that game, we put ourselves in such. Because I think Newcastle don't have a game this weekend because they play City in the Cup, right? So we'll put ourselves five points ahead of them. Um, I think Brighton's game got 
canceled because basically we're we're putting like obviously they'll have a game in hand, but we're putting distance between ourselves, and you know everybody likes to obsess about a game in hand, but you can only put the points on the board. And teams look at that and they'll think that they're further away, and you know we'll keep pace with United. Look, I don't know who United play next weekend. Um, they're very like it. They've got they got Everton at home, but I mean if we, I mean we're still. I mean, you know, United would probably win that. So they win that. We're still two points behind. But like you said, we put a nice distance of us and Newcastle because yeah. we're two ahead of Newcastle, same game. Play. And Bright- like you said, Brighton, I don't think they've got a game of they. Brighton got Forest at home. Oh, do they? Uh, yeah, Brighton I mean. Terrible anyways. Yeah. Um, Wolves, are, <laughs> Wolves probably aren't as good as what people think. Like, And also, this was a point I was going to make, is Europe will go down to eight spaces probably this season. If Man City... If Villa yeah. win the Conference yeah. League, if if Liverpool win Europa League, if Man City probably will do fine in the Champions League, Arsenal, even if Arsenal gets a semi-final, quarter-final, it's it's all going to, you know, boost, um, boost the chances of there being eight spaces. So, I mean, uh, half the league we, we could, is mental. We, we could get the eight spaces without Villa winning the, the Conference League. Villa can go out the Ajax this round. And then us, Liverpool, City, and Arsenal can handle business. Yeah, I mean, if we get four seasons in Europe, that'd be mental. I think four we should seasons start, in like, Europe would be unbelievable. I think like, we should just start like farming Conference League trophies, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, what yeah. we do is we should we should we finish it. eighth. Yeah, we win it. We win it every season, and then you go back into Europa League, and then you come you come third in your third group, in the group. Third and in the then group. just keep. <laughs> we're gonna be like severe. We're gonna just like we're gonna have like ten Conference League trophies. <laughs> the Seville of the Conference League, dude. That would be too funny. What are your, What are your thoughts about our game first day in terms of opposition, though? I mean, they drew Bayern Munich, but Bayern I'm, Munich I'm nervous. awful. Bayern Munich nervous. awful. The minute uh, the, the thing that makes me nervous about it is just that look, any professional sport, it, it is hard to beat a team four times in a season. Yeah. That's a that's a big ask. Look, yeah. if we if we can get a draw on Thursday in Germany, you know, get like a one one or a two two and we can bring that back to East London. I, I look I, I think that I think people don't actually realize how good we are at home, especially under Moyes these past three, four seasons. We don't really let down at home. I mean, obviously the Arsenal game was at home and we lost Everton this year, but this, this is... That Arsenal game is a bit of a fluke, though. Like, how often does that Yeah, happen? and this is, like, you know, the worst home form we've had in 12 months. Hmm. I mean, obviously Newcastle. Maybe maybe we actually suck at home. Maybe I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but, I think like, I think those no. Europe games, though, we turn... Like, the fact that... We turn uh, up, sec- yeah. The fact the second leg's at home as well, I think that plays a part. I think I generally think we can get to semi-finals again. To be honest, I mean, it all de- the fans. It all fans depends on the draw, doesn't it? Yeah, it all depends fans on the part draw. to play. Um, I, I mean, it, look, I'll be honest with you. I'm gonna look up these fixtures right now. I'm I'm confident in the Europa. Yeah, like, I'm having a look. I'm a, I mean, Bayer Leverkusen is still in it. They're they're one of the teams that I don't want. Bayer Leverkusen, Liverpool, AC Milan, Roma. Roma have started to pick up form, but. I wouldn't be surprised if Brighton beat Roma. I wouldn't be surprised. Look, Roma, Roma, and AC Milan, we would give problems. We would give them yeah. serious, serious problems. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine they, they, we they, played AC Milan, line. and uh, Moyes pulled out the old uh, the the Kufal Ryan Fredericks on Rafael Leal. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the funniest thing that ever. But like, yeah, let me look at these teams. We just have to get through Freiburg. I'm I'm super nervous about Freiburg. If we get through them, I'll be yeah, very happy with that. And look, has on draw, doesn't it? Benfica and Rangers, one of those teams, going to go through. Obviously, both good sides, but we can beat them. Marseille, Villarreal, one of them's going to go through. We can beat one of them. Roma, Brighton, we can beat one of them. Sporting, Atlanta, we could beat one of them. Imagine, can you imagine if Skamaka came back to the ball for Europa League quarterfinal. Christ. What would you even say if he came back? Wait, who does Kamaka play for now? Atalanta. They're not and in they, it, they, they, no, they, they play sporting. In the round of oh, that's on Wednesday. I'm looking at. Yeah. Oh, why the hell did they win? Yeah, they it's on Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, Skamaka <laughs> dunks on. Can boys. you imagine he comes <laughs> back? Have and you he seen that um, the Europa League? Have you seen that Luis Suarez celebration? 
uh, against Moyes when he like dives in front of the dugout. Oh he's my goodness! Yeah, if you yeah. That, he dives like a Skabaka just. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Skabaka like dagger in the top corners, knock us out of the Europa League. That, yeah. I don't that think he's actually really been doing hurt. anything this season, has he? He uh, he was scoring a few goals early on, but now he there's like questions about his like energy. Six goals. Yeah, six it's goals, like twenty same. games. He's not a he's not he's not Sebastian Haller, I'll say that. I thought Skabaka was gonna be that guy, I can't lie. I still kinda like Skabaka. I mean he was like injured. He was injured for most of the season, wasn't he, really, after Christmas? He barely played any games. Yeah. I, look, I, I like him. I think I think he's got a lot about him in his game. He's got to learn how to play with more energy, just because like mm-hmm. the modern game, like nobody can. Like there's no room for somebody to just be walking around in the modern game. Like even Messi at PSG, like it hurt them that he was just playing. yeah. Those that front three. I think also the thing people don't give enough credit for Moyes, and especially like in mainstream media is the fact that we basically haven't really ever had a proper striker that's worked. In terms of, yeah. Arnautovic was a left winger. He moved up front. Dude, Antonio Arnautovic was a winger. A dream in this fucking team. Yeah, Arnautovic would be a joke. Arnautovic was left winger. He moved him up front. Antonio was a winger. He moved him up front. Kudus, Kudus isn't a striker. We play him up front sometimes. Bowen, he's basically moved Bowen to striker most of the season. Yeah. He plays Paqueta up front sometimes. We've never, we've never utilised a proper... No, we've never. Every striker we've signed has just been. And we're, we're going to sign another there. one this summer. Well, yeah, we're we we'll, we'll have to summer. because Danny Ings will Danny Ings will leave. Antonio will kind of go to third third. He kind of is moving into. He's not. I mean, when yeah, there hasn't been many times where we've. Like, even last season, we always went back to Antonio, didn't we? I mean, Antonio. This is the first the time we've gone away from him. And it has boys yeah. fired back in our face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Danny Danny Ings just has to we have to cut ties. I don't know. I think that's probably one of the worst Sullivan signings. It probably is the worst Sullivan signings. Horrendous. For the, the wages. He's, I mean he's just done he's, he's not, one he's of the worst signings. It's one of the worst signings in Premier League history. Yeah, for the, the money, the wages, ever. yeah. You know who um, missed out on? Ollie yeah. Watkins when he was do you remember when he was available? When Gerard wanted to get rid, he would have been perfect, perfect voice fit. I think. Who, who do you think some of these targets are going to be this summer? Because I think obviously Solanke's name is going around. Solanke, so, that's how you say his name. Yes, yeah, Solanke. Yeah, yeah. Like obviously his name's going around. I would be. I think he's know, unrealistic. He he is unrealistic. I I totally agree. I think, I think we're going to target him. It's going to be the kind of thing where it's like late May and X is mm. like here that like here are a few targets like oh. We inquired about Solanke. Oh, they want ninety million. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's it. That yeah, be and it. that's it. I think. Um, um, I, think I wonder Conor if Gallagher he... will be back. I think Conor Gallagher will be back because he's yeah. got eighteen months left in his deal, and I think it'll get to a point where Chelsea end up. You know, Chelsea wanted to buy Osherman. They end up signing a big midfielder again, and they'll. Even though he's been probably one of the most consistent players, yeah. he's probably one that will get shepherded out to raise Conor funds. Gallagher. Conor Gallagher in that Ward Prowse role. Yeah, Are you kidding me, bro. <laughs> be crazy. Um, I think in terms of strikers, I, I wouldn't be surprised, I, and I don't think that we'll sign him. I kind of hope we don't because I don't know how he's been since he tore his ACL. But Tammy Abraham, I would not be surprised if we were linked with him, um, considering yeah. he always wanted him before he went to Rome. Armando Brozier as well. No, I think we. I've, I mean, he's probably done, but he was another one that. I'm sure the male will link us with him. Another <laughs> one that Moyes wanted. Yeah, I think it's all Premier League proven though, isn't it, Moyes? I think even Scott McTominay might, will probably have his name linked again. Maybe Harry Maguire Look, again. I, I'm, I'm totally okay with wanting proven players. I think it's just, it's about picking balance. the right players. Like, yeah. balance and picking the right ones. Because Premier League proven comes at a premium, right? Mm. So you're going to, he's going to want a striker that he can trust. Maybe he won't be able to get one, so we'll, we'll have to go abroad just because of the price. Gallagher would be great, but I think, look, this summer, there are a lot of places that are going to need to be filled. There's going to have to be, like, some Stockton specials, you know? Yeah. Like, seriously, because, look, we can spend big on a striker, on another midfielder, maybe on a winger, on a center back, but, you know, we're going to need cover at fullback. we got to find somebody cheap. And then, you know, one of those positions, you're going to have to find somebody between like 10 and 15 million because we're not going to have 
all of its money is spent. Well, like obviously, there's going to be eighty-five million. There's going to be eighty-five million coming in. Yeah, the, but still, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to think. When was the last time we signed? Kufal was probably the last player we signed. Where someone was like, "Who's that?" I've never heard of him. Yeah, that's just uh, starting. Starting yeah, specials. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, like you said, we're going to need Cresswell will leave. Ben Johnson, uh, from what I was hearing, I don't think Ben Johnson's going to sign a new contract. Yeah, um, they want to keep him, but I think that they're not going to get that deal done. So I think I think we need two new fullbacks. We we'll definitely need another centre back. We we'll probably need which two is fine new though, because in terms of the fullbacks, um, we've been linked with that kid, the English kid who plays again. What's his name? Archie Brown. Okay. Yeah. So I saw that. That was like a Steinberg Steinberg link. Which I think is interesting, and he's he's homegrown, mm. which should you know be good. And I think it's so funny that like a sign that has Dyton's name like written all over it is like he's gonna sign a homegrown player from Belgium, <laughs> like yeah. yeah, which is ridiculous. Um, obviously he's at the Asian Cup watching a. Oh yeah, a few. What's his name? Yeah. Young Su. Yeah, I can't I'm remember sure his right. name, but he he, he apparently he can play right back and left back. And apparently back, yeah. we like him a lot. I I would be down. Um, um, I was gonna yeah. say, I was thinking Tilo Kara. What what would we do with him? Is he still? Is he? Is he got? He's gone. To buy? He's gone. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're gonna buy him. I think he it's an obligation. He was, a, he was a bit of a weird signing. Was he? he definitely wasn't a moist signing. Was a pa- was he a was? Uh, yeah, they had a panic buy him. Um, but a, look, I mean, a, for a panic buy, it worked. Yeah, we need a proper direct left winger. I think. I no, mean, no, 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 no. I think in terms of someone like what Maxwell Corne was sold to us as, because we just need, I, we need a, we need a more. I think we just need more threat off the bench. Look, I, I disagree with you, but I, I do agree. Well, that's why I wanted Sar is because like then you have like a direct guy who can play right and left who can come off the bench. Yeah. But in terms of yeah. like replacing Paqueta, I think Kudus and Bowen are already so direct. Like you need somebody who can kind of cut in and pass the ball mm. a little bit. Um. Anyways. Kind of coming up on time here. I do have one more question for you before we call yep. this quits. Vladimir Kufal. It's been going around Twitter. Vladimir Kufal. Will he ever score a West Ham goal? I don't think so because he doesn't take any shots. I don't can't no. remember. Have, have you ever seen Kufal take a shot? I don't think he's ever had a shot on target. For West I've Ham. seen he I'm has it was clear, cleared off the line against Arsenal or Chelsea. Do you remember that? It was the Chelsea game when we beat Chelsea, the Masuaku goal game. Oh, right after they scored right. their first, he had a shot cleared off the line. I can't believe I remember that. That is disgusting. Um, I was actually going to say one more thing. Last yeah. time I was on here, I remember I said about Morgan Gibbs White if Forrest go down, uh, and you and you were like, you were like, you were like no, <clears throat> don't want him. At least we done real this season. He, he he's a good player. I, every time I see him doing well, I'm like, goddamn, I got that one right. I, uh, uh, I can't. Yeah, I don't think I Cooper. Don't like I don't think Cooper will score. He's dude. I've seen him run through on goal with nobody anywhere no. near him. I, I can't remember. And he he, did, he tried um, to square it. Yeah, it was a game. No, it was lockdown game. It was, it was Sheffield United. It was Sheffield United. We won. Oh my god! I think it was. I think it was both those games. Yeah, he went through. It was the game where Rice scored a penalty. It was like the first yeah. time Rice took a penalty. Yeah. And he went through one on one. I don't know if he hit the post or like he tried to square it or like, but he just he took about like twenty minutes to do yeah. something and then, yeah, I don't think he'll score because he he got through and I remember seeing him like looking around like for help. It's like, dude, shoot it. <laughs> he's on the other side of the world. Yeah, he yeah. I don't think no idea score. what he's doing over there. He must have played a decent amount of games now though. I think he's pushing one fifty, two hundred, probably one fifty. Yeah, like because he's missed time with injuries. Um, yeah, like he. That's, I mean, he's played a lot of. Put a games. lot of games. And like th- this year and uh, the first, the lockdown year. I mean, his numbers are still really good, though, like in terms of I assists. I mean, dude, he, he's, he's been great this year with his end product. Um, and Because there was a time where I thought he was finished. Completely. He's played 100. He looked... He's played 114 Premier League games for West Ham. Zero so add, add 20 to that. Yeah, it's probably nearly 150, isn't it? I think... I think because I think it was last season. I thought he was finished. To be honest, he looked just he looked done. He looked he was getting skinned by every winger. Yeah, this season he seems to he seems to be back to his best. Same as I, th- I think. Really. 
I think he had like a full summer to kind of get his body right because he, he was dealing with injuries a lot of the second half of last season. So I think he came back like healthy and fit this year and fresh, which I think same goes for a lot of these players, which is funny because considering we had like no time off. Um, well, I think I think the Conference League win has just like elevated like confidence of so many players. Like Ariola, they, they, Emerson. They just feel like that said. pedigree, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you kind of like puff out your chest a little bit. Anyways. Thank you, everybody, for listening today. Um, you know where to find us. Find the blog at hammering-away.blog. Um, Twitter account is hammering underscore away. Uh, the Instagram is hammering away underscore. And the TikTok, which we finally posted on again for the first time in God knows how long, is hammering.away. You can go catch all Suchek's 90th Minute winners on there. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening again, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. In, in.